Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Cadence, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passage of Scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shear is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Now, the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? about himself or about someone else. Then Philip opened his mouth and began with this scripture. He told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. What a great spot out here. I want to say thank you to Ron and Audrey, too. I don't know if they're with us, but yeah. Very generous of them to let us hang out here, and we want to respect their, their property as we do that. What a beautiful day to be gathered and remember the Lord's work in there's 11. They'll be up here in a minute. There's 11 being baptized this morning, and it's exciting. Before they come up, though, I've got a question for you. Are you a brand influencer? Do you know what that is? I, I'm not sure I knew either before I asked you the question, but it's, it's someone, a brand influencer, someone who partners with a brand to advertise their, their products or their services through marketing. Sometimes you see that online, social media and whatnot. A brand influencer is hired by the brand to influence for the brand. Now, a brand can have different meanings. Maybe you're a brand influencer for Coca-Cola, or perhaps you're not quite that good, but you're a brand influencer for an up-and-coming local carpet cleaner. 
And if that's the case, you're trying to make more and more people aware of the wonders of this new carpet cleaning, and that's your job. But we're not here to talk about Coca-Cola or carpet cleaning, actually. We're here to talk about, I want you to think about being a brand influencer in the spiritual sense. That's what underlies this whole celebration of baptism. As Christians, we are to influence for our brand, if you will. As believers in Jesus, we're committed to him. We live fully for him. We know that he has saved us from the punishment of our sins. We're now brand influencers for Jesus, if you will. And it's in part because of brand influencing that these young folks will be baptized here in a few minutes. Now, a good brand influencer, you can look them up online if that's what you're really interested in, but they have certain qualities that I think these qualities can help us as we think about influencing for the brand of Jesus, if you will, the brand of Christianity. Now, that's just a picture. Don't take me too seriously. Don't be offended. If you don't like my picture, you throw it away and find another one. That's fine. But think about it with me for just a few minutes this morning. Christianity being our brand it's our position to repre represent, to influence on behalf of Jesus. So consider these seven characteristics, certain qualities of a brand influencer. I have just seven words. I know a lot of you don't have a pencil. You may not be taking notes. We don't have our PowerPoint. But maybe you can remember these seven words as we think about being brand influencers for Jesus. The first one is engagement. Now, that doesn't mean we all have to be extroverted. We all have to be people persons, but it does mean that we're not hermits. As Christians, you're involved in the world around you with those who are unsaved, engaged. Your light can't shine very brightly if it can't be seen, right? Engagement. The second one, the second word, as Christian influencers, you need authority. And by that, I simply mean Knowledge, knowledge of the gospel, knowledge of God. I think it might include confidence, confidence, personal confidence in the gospel. That's your authority in, in a sense. People will know if you believe it. Romans 1.16, you might know that verse, for I am not ashamed, says Paul, of the gospel of Jesus, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So confidence and knowledge that second word, authority. So there's two, here's three. A brand influencer must be likable. Now, you can fight with me on that one too, right? It's not ubiquitous. There's, not, not, there's people who hate Christians, certainly. But as far as it depends upon us, we should love. We should care. We should be others-centered. We should be positive versus negative. This is the kind of people that are attractive. And that opens the door for influence, brand influence. Number four, a brand influencer needs to be passionate about their brand. If you love Jesus, are you passionate about him? Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one will come to the Father except through me. That's what underlies the passion, passion for Jesus. You know what he's done for you, and you stand by it, and you promote it. You're passionate. 
Well, number five, we're making our way through them. Number five, we'll review here in just a minute. But a brand influencer is authentic. Authenticity is important. We might not have all the answers as we live or discuss. We might not satisfy objections or rebuttals against Christianity all the time, but we, need it. we recognize in authenticity that we are saved by grace. We're no better than the one who's still lost. We're all there. We all need the blood of Christ. We all need Jesus and his grace. John Bradford said as he watched a criminal led off to be executed, he said, but for the grace of God, there goes John Bradford. We're all kind of there, aren't we? Number six, brand influencing. A good brand influencer is consistent. Number six, over time, consistent influence in lifestyle, in words, in attitudes, that influences well. So if you're an ambassador for the United States, say in South Africa, you are representing the United States. Not when you feel like it. It's not part-time. You, in, in fact, are the U.S. to those South Africans all the time, over time. Well, that's consistency in our lifestyle. We are Jesus to the world in our words, in our love, in our attitudes. That's good influence. Well, the last one, number seven, to be a good brand influencer, I think, has something to do with creativity. Now, think about this for a minute. For most of us, if you're here and you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, by the way, God wants you. Call upon him. Talk to someone today. That's a huge, important first step. Vital. If you're here and you're a Christian, like many of us are, I know, this talk about sharing the gospel, about living the faith, all all of those sorts of terms, That's not new news to us, is it? We know the Bible says we should share our faith and we should live it out and we should speak it. We should reach out to our lost world. Sometimes that leads folks to full-time missions, right? Either at home or abroad. For most of us, it means we're a missionary wherever we find ourselves, in the workplace, say, or or the way we interact online or, or any number of things. Whatever we do, the way we mix with the culture is where we where we're a missionary. For many of us, to truly influence the lost for Christ, I think creativity, that's number seven, creativity enters in. Sometimes creativity might mean wisdom. Let's think about some examples. First one is what Scott just read there in in Acts chapter 8. Did you notice what Philip did? He followed the Spirit's direction for him, right? The Spirit said, you need to go here and do this. He did that. But then in addition, he used some wisdom, some creativity, if you will, when the eunuch, that high official in his chariot, asked him about the gospel, that passage in Isaiah that he was reading, Philip shared with him the good news about Jesus. But it says he started with that scripture and he proceeded to tell him about Jesus. He took advantage of an opportunity And he started with where this man's interest was, right where he was already thinking, and he guided him to Jesus. There's other stories in the Bible where someone has done something like that. Maybe you've done something like that, or you've known of people who have done that. Creativity, 
wisely taking opportunities to guide someone to Jesus. For us, I think this might be a key thing to think through as we reach the lost. Creativity. You know, there's a lot of of that side of wisdom that says we should live the gospel in our lifestyle. Look for and take opportunities to share and influence whoever we might run into. But there's also that side of making the opportunity to influence for Jesus. A good brand influencer doesn't just take opportunity, but makes opportunity. I heard about someone not just taking, but making an opportunity through golf. This person loved golf, and they put together four-person teams for tournaments that, that he had created. But as a stipulation, there had to be at least one unchurched person on each team. That was his way of creatively influencing the culture for Christ for the brand of Jesus, if you will. Someone else I heard of, somewhat locally, wanted to reach the poor, those who needed help. And and he researched, he obtained funding, and he put together care packages or food packages. And as he handed those out, it opened the door for influence. So this action, creatively thought up, opened the door for influence through the gift of a meal to guide them to Jesus. Well, we've looked at these seven qualities of a good brand influencer let's let me remind you of them first we have to be engaged we can't be a hermit we can't huddle in a corner and wait for jesus to to return we need to be engaged with those that we consider lost second we should have authority that is we should have confidence and knowledge in our relationship with jesus this that gives us the ability to unashamedly share an influence for him the third quality of a good brand influencer, should be we should be likable. Not that everybody will like us, and that's not even our primary goal, is it? But we should be likable in the sense that we care for people and they know it. We love and they feel it. As a good brand influencer, number four, we, we have passion. We believe in this brand. I hope you do. We believe there's no other name under heaven by which people can be saved. That passion will be noticed and felt. Fifth, it's important to be authentic, to tell how it really is. We recognize in humility that we are also saved by grace alone as Christ reaches out to us. And sixth, as good brand influencers, we are consistent. It's not when I feel like it or on Sunday or some other thing. It's Servants of Jesus Christ all the time. And then finally, number seven, to influence those around us, maybe even more so. Let me, let me, I would posit that perhaps even more so in our culture, we need to be creative. We need to grow in wisdom in order to, yes, take opportunities, but also to make opportunity to influence our world for Jesus Let me just share with you a story I ran across about someone who influenced the world for Jesus. A man named Roger Sims had just left the military and was hitchhiking home with his heavy duffel bag, flashing his thumb to an oncoming car. He lost hope when he saw that it was a shiny black expensive car, so new that it had temporary license plates in the back window, hardly the type of car that would stop for a hitchhiker. But to his amazement, the car stopped. 
He placed the duffel bag in the back seat and slid into the soft leather front seat. He was greeted by the friendly smile of a handsome older gentleman with distinguished gray hair and a deep tan. Hello, son, are you on leave or are you going home for good? I just got out of the army. I'm going home for the first time in several years, answered Roger. Well, you're in luck if you're going to Chicago, smiled the man, and with that, they were on their way. After giving each other brief life histories and talking about everything under the sun, Roger, being a Christian, knew that he should share the good news about Christ with this man, Mr. Hanover. But witnessing to an older, wealthy businessman who obviously had everything he could ever want was a scary prospect. Roger kept putting it off, but as he neared his destination, he realized it was now or never. Mr. Hanover, began Roger, I would like to talk to you about something very important. And then he proceeded to share the way of salvation, ultimately asking Mr. Hanover if he would like to receive Christ as Savior. To Roger's astonishment, the big car pulled over to the side of the road. Roger thought for a moment that Mr. Hanover was about to throw him out. Then a strange and wonderful thing happened. The businessman bowed his head to the steering wheel and began to cry. And he then affirmed that he did in fact want to accept Christ. He thanked Roger for talking to him and said that this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me. Five years went by and Roger Sims married, had a child, started a business of his own. One day Roger went to Chicago for a business trip and when he arrived he looked up Hanover Enterprises. The receptionist told him that it would be impossible to see Mr. Hanover today, but if he were a friend, he could see Mrs. Hanover. A little disappointed, he was led into a poshly decorated office where a woman in her 50s extended her hand to him. You knew my husband, she said. Roger explained how Mr. Hanover had given him a ride home a few years ago, and a look of interest passed across her face. Can you tell me what date that was? Well, it was May 7th, the day I was just discharged from the army. And did anything unusual happen on your ride that day, she wondered. Roger hesitated. Should he mention giving his witness about Christ and the man receiving salvation? Had it been a point of contention between husband and wife leading to marital separation or something? Well, no mind, he would explain. Mrs. Hanover, Roger started, I explained the gospel to your husband that day and He pulled the car over, and he wept, and he chose to pray, asking the Lord to save him. Suddenly, she began to sob uncontrollably. After several minutes, she regained enough control to explain what had happened. She said, I grew up in a Christian home, but my husband did not. I prayed for his salvation for many years. Just after you got out of his car on May 7th, he was killed in a horrible head-on collision. He never arrived home. But I now know he arrived in his heavenly home. I'm not sure if that story is true or exactly where it came from, but it's an example to us of taking opportunity. Maybe you're like Roger. I know I am. It's not always easy or comfortable, is it? But we're here to be brand influencers to influence those around us for Jesus, and you never know. You never know. I want to say one of those great opportunities for you to take is your kids and your grandkids. And I encourage you parents and your your grandparents to influence your children well. And 
I think you are. It's, it's a joy to be in a, a family, a congregation where you care about your children and you're reaching them for Christ. You're giving the gospel. You're discipling that, your children. That's, that's critical. That's a huge part of what we're here to do as Christians. And it's a big part of the testimony of many of these who are up here to be baptized in a few minutes. Well, my hope is that you consider these seven qualities of a good brand influencer and that you take opportunity. God puts you in places at times to influence the world for him and then also that you make opportunity to influence the world for Jesus. How can you creatively expand and reach those around you? We only have a few short years on the earth.